Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. How in the world are you? My goodness. It's not 100 degrees outside. Now, that's good for gardeners, but it's particularly good for fall gardeners, whether you're putting in flowers or putting in some vegetables, getting ready perhaps to dig up that tree at your mama's and bring it to your house. You know, there's all kind of things we can do in the fall that are best done then. Thank you very, very much for deciding to make weekend gardening, (laughs) as we'll call it for a little bit longer, um, part of your world. Yeah, I know. We're we're headed into Garden Mama territory now. Thank you all very, very much. Got a quick tip for you. If you have relatives coming and you say to yourself, I got to neaten up these shrubs, you get out there and start clipping, don't cut the ones that have berries on them. You won't have any berries for the holiday to decorate with. That's a quick tip. It does. We get a little carried away sometimes in our neatening up and our pruning. To me, that's how lawn grass gets scalped. It's not because we intend to. It's because we just got a little over carried away, shall we say, with it. What do you think? Good morning, Lance. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm happy to listen be to here. me carry on this morning. Oh, it's awesome. You know, <laughs> you know, it's always nice shirt too. Oh, you, you liked it, yeah. <laughs> so I wore it last night too, to be honest. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was. It's kind of, you know, it's a good luck shirt the way I see it. So you Thank know, you. you want to break it out when. Um, well, that's kind of like this outfit. I had to have a picture taken yesterday, and yes, I'm wearing the same outfit. I went on carefully, hung it back up, got up this morning, put it back on, because that you, we have a few things that we're comfortable in. Yeah, well, and, and you know, and, and um, I was only in it for like an hour and a half. See? You know, so I was like, I, you can't shelf it for the no, week, you no. know, after an hour and a half. Uh-uh, that's not, not fair at all. to the shirt. Not at all. Got to show it off a little bit more. You know, the other thing that we all need to talk about right right now this morning is you don't stop watering just because the temperature is not 100 degrees. So we can talk about that today. We have gotten, um, I don't know who this is from, but thank you very much for your kind words. That's very sweet. And, you know, we're... You tell me that you look forward to this. Guess what? I look forward to it even more than you do. There's There are a lot of times when... Life rolls over you, and you got to step in and take the helm. And in this case, I get to do that every Saturday. I hope you have that kind of opportunity in your life, too. So much to talk about today. Your phone calls, your texts, of course, are the main main business of this program. 888-808-8637 is the Supertalk call line. 601-879-4395 is the C Spire text line. We thank them for that very, very much. I have so, I just, I didn't water one afternoon, and yes, I wilted my seedlings. But don't give up. If you wilted your seedlings, too. Don't give up. Give them a little water, give them a little dilute fertilizer, and off you'll go into a much better situation. Oh, I see you found my pictures. (laughs) 
I, oh, never, yeah, I, I don't tell him. On, I just yeah, send this stuff. I was stuff, working on those. I, had, I wanted to have now them ready that, for you. Now, that right there, the very first flower on the candelabra tree, y'all, if you're at supertalk.tv, you're seeing it along with me as well as me in this strangely, strangely, strangely outfit today. But at any rate, talking about what's going on in my garden brings me to tell you that October 7 and 8 is the Fondren Bottle Tree Garden Tour. But you don't have to remember all that. All you have to remember is FondrenGardenTour.com. You'll get a place to order your tickets. You'll get more information about the tour. And, of course, you're going to hear me talk about it because when I pour that much water into my garden, I want somebody to come and see it. (laughs) It's not all terrible. But the candelabras, Andrea... Thank you very much. Um, I can't remember who it is in Winona. Thank you very much. we got candelabra trees going all over the place. And, in fact, they're beautiful. But now they've got flowers, which is even more important, more exciting. There are several other plants that are trying to bloom at my house. One of the flowers that is on the TV show today is the knockout pink rose. Um, thank you very much, Derek and Greenwood, for giving me that. And it has been a real charmer for the butterflies. It, it's right in a place where I can watch it out the house, even if I'm not outdoors. And they have just been flocking to it, as well as to the bubblegum petunia. And, um, yeah, so many other other good-looking plants. They don't have to be fancy. They don't all have to be red. The butterflies and hummingbirds will find them. And uh, I'll tell you, my hummingbirds, I, I, really, I think I truly believe that they are a family that has decided they know better than I do what I'm doing in my garden. How do you feel about the hummingbirds? Have they taken over your place too? I had to take the feeder down because it had ants on it and also because it needed some more nectar in it. Well, the next thing I know, they're at the window staring inside, two of them, staring at me. Like, hurry up. (laughs) Hurry up. They're curious little things, you know. I guess when you have that kind of Speed and you can get away from trouble as fast as they can. You can, you can. I'd kind be a of, little arrogant too. Yeah, you'd be I a little think. arrogant. You'd be a little confident. I mean, golly, those things can zip. If you, you know, sitting there watching them as they, uh, if you have like an open area in your backyard and watching where they go, uh, it's really fun because they'll. Uh, it, it almost looks like like uh, you know uh, hornets or something hovering around, and then you'll see them. And then they're gone to, again. Then they'll yeah. head your way. And like, oh, that's, that's well, a, and their yeah. little nests just disappear, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've so never found the nest. Well, it's there, because if yeah. there's more than two in your garden, there's probably a nest somewhere nearby. And it is cylindrical, and it is up somewhere in a tree that you're not going to see. And that's that's they're really good at that. <laughs> it's fun. It's a marvelous time of year for all of us, because the hummingbirds are going to migrate. And we get to be part of it. That's a delight to me. Some other things going on uh, you should know about. The week after the Fondren Bottle Tree Garden Tour will be Ken Hackman. Yes, that's right. He'll be in here in mid-October. I'm already collecting stories to present to him bits and pieces of research that he may not have had time to get to because, quite frankly, the man has a life. And I've also got a couple of things coming around. I'll be back for Halloween, so I have all of those pieces coming in. I love how researchers wait until late September and early October to report things that they can that they can somehow compare to, oh, you know, Dracula. Because <laughs> it's interesting, it's fun, and it makes it's a little bit better than reading a ghost story. So I like that. Whatever is on your garden mind today, I'm glad to be here, and I hope that you will join us very shortly. Some news coming in this particular week. 
I, <laughs> I'm so glad that I get to live in a time when everything you thought you knew turns out to be wrong, but it's still interesting, so you keep going. How are we going to feed the world? How in the world are we going to feed the world? People talk about this literally. They study it. They go out, they measure the amount of water in one area at one time to see if that area could be cultivated. They go and measure the ability to, to save water someplace else, or they go and work at the soil qualities. They go and try and find the people and the labor forces that can do these things. Well, I have said for a long time that we really do need to put all that plastic in the ocean to work. And now I think the University of South Australia agrees with me. Now, they are telling us, and you never like when anybody says anything is free because, well, let's face it, you know, nothing's actually free in this world. But sun and ocean water, the sea, they say, are be, they're free resources and they are being harnessed in a unique project. They're not just going to tie the plastic bottles together and plant something, I promise. This is very sophisticated stuff. Vertical sea farms that float, that in turn... Are, the whole point of them is to produce the water for the agriculture that goes on at that particular site. Why wouldn't we do this? Why wouldn't we put this to work everywhere? Floating sea farms really do have an opportunity to do this. It's a self-sustaining, solar-driven system. Evaporates seawater, recycles it into fresh water, grows crops right there. It all happens. Hello, Southern California. Can I give you a couple of suggestions? <laughs> this would be a really good idea. And the University of South Australia is not a junky place. They, they, do, they do real stuff there. So we can check it out again and see how it's coming along. I like that. I do know that there's something else that changes every time you look around, and that is where plants came from and how we got here. University of Bristol has been letting us know about their research that you hardly ever hear anybody talk about stuff that's billions of years old that, that offers up intriguing insights. But, you know, when you do the research, you got to figure out why you did it, and ultimately it is to try and figure out the history of plant evolution. I really like this. It's published in Nature Plants, which is one of those publications that's fairly niche but is well-respected. It gives us that as, we, as the plants develop their anatomy, it does change slowly for the most part. But then there'll be bursts of innovation, you know, like all the plants got together and thought of something or whatever, they, however you would imagine the mechanism to go. That's what they're studying, is how did we get to, the, how do we get there? So the fundamental range of plant types has always been thought to have just been one big explosion, in, much like the Big Bang, but in a green sense. And in this case, they were testing to see whether or not that's true. This professor of paleobiology, which of course you, you understand that would mean the biology of paleolithic times and, and such as that. The plants are extraordinarily diverse, but according to this research, they share a common ancestor that originated at sea more than a billion years ago. How can we possibly know that? Well, because these people study these things, and they bring it to us only after 130,000 observations, for example, trying to figure out how things changed when they did. And indeed, the introduction of spores is probably a really good example of things that, that ferns and stuff like that, that didn't used to happen. They were all re re reproducing vegetatively entirely. And then when they begin to make spores, obviously they become a more established species and a whole lot better 
of a whole lot better opportunity for that. So I don't, I don't know if it's going to turn out to be that that is it, but they're letting us know about it. No one's studied this before this way, and it really does make a big difference in the way you look at things. I'm kind of 130,000 observations is probably enough for me. I'm, I'm going to listen to them at least for a little while. I think that one of the pieces that's interesting, they call these episodic pulses in the evolution of plants, and it really does, interestingly enough, track along with the same kind of explosions of, say, for example, fungi, but also some animal species. So it's just interesting. General pattern and, and something we need to know more about, really, obviously. Let's talk to Greg. You're going to ask for him? Yes. All right. Yeah, he was be curious. Greg, be Greg for us. He, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm making sure I, I say this the right way. But, okay. Uh, he said that um, scepidon berries. Scuppernong. Scu- yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, so that, pardon my. That's okay. Sc- pardon my French. <laughs> uh, I can't say croissant. We, we will uh, speak South Louisiana here for yeah, you. Yeah, he, um, he said his berries were not forming or coming in, and usually by this time of mm-hmm. the year they are, and they're ready mm-hmm. to pick and, yeah, and eat. And he was true. wanting to ask you if it if you thought maybe it was because of the hot sun or is there still hope that they would come in if if there were flowers and if there are any teeny tiny little fruits i would think they could possibly mature but if they've not set fruit yet it's going to be hard to get them to flower at this point of the year we're we're looking at now i just was reading this last night that both in in this in the state of mississippi we're not even talking louisiana and alabama i think y'all are worse off even than us in this case but in the state of mississippi we are now the, the driest august and we're rolling up to the driest September. So that's really the time when those berries would have been ripening. The chances are good that they formed, particularly if you, if the vines bloomed, but they, they formed, but then they dropped off. Or really, another thing that has happened to a lot of people, extremely hungry critters have come and eaten them because they're trying to find something to in this, this extremely dry time. So I wish I had a better answer and could promise you something. But I can't. I can report, however, that my figs still do not have figs on them. One of them has, one of them is eight feet tall and has two leaves. What do you think I'm going to do with that? And the other one has now, the one that was growing f- straight across the ground is now standing up about 18 inches. So I can't get rid of it because I can't let go. I love that fig. Oh, my goodness. This has been a rough, rough year. I had someone send me a picture of their hollies that are ordinarily fully buried up. They're not red by now, but they're green, and they don't have any berries. I had to say the same thing, basically, is that if, if you haven't watered, they may not have been able to form. So that's that's always possible. <laughs> well, thank you, Trey. You knew I needed a very uplifting one today. Appreciate that. Oh, how sweet. Thank you. How kind. Y'all are nice to me. I have uh, I have notes that I've written to myself, and I don't know what they're for. <laughs> so I think I'll just ignore them until something comes back to me about it. That's pretty funny. Okay, now, I was going to save this story, but I feel like everybody needs to hear this. <laughs> so you know how lucky you are. You, you, you know about dotter. You know that dotter is a parasitic plant. At this time of the year, we see it. And I can't tell you, at least twice every fall, someone sends me an email or calls the program and says, what am I looking at? It looks like, you know, wires, and they're yellow and orange, and they're all twisted up on top of these plants. Well, that's daughter, and it is a parasitic plant. Parasitic, of course, means 
that it has to be part of its host. It has to take energy and water from that host. So the host is usually compromised. And the question is always, why would that parasitic, whatever it is, plant or any, you know anything like that, why would it take over its host rather than let its host survive so it can survive? Well, these are the questions that, that biologists struggle to answer in many cases. But I've got another point of view, a little bit of a, an emotional point of view about this. There is uh, Balanophora, okay? Balanophora shed a third of its genes when it evolved into this really perfect parasitic plant. It has no trouble being who it is, but somewhere along the way, this subtropical plant took advantage of all that biology, botany stuff, you know, that we're talking about in terms of evolution, and began to change in a way that other plants don't. It began to develop the ability to convince the host plant that it needed to grab onto and grow the parasite within it. In other words, instead of the parasite invading it, it persuaded the host plant, it persuades the host plant to grab onto it. Well, that's a pretty neat trick if you think about it. Unlike some other parasitic plants that will poke into them, the, th- the, the structure is called a hostorium, that they poke into the plant. In this case, it, it goes around the other direction. And in fact, if you happen to come across this particular colony of plants, this particular family, you, you might not even, you might just think they were some fungi growing on the tree roots because they're, they, they do look like mushrooms. But that's actually, they're inflorescence. And these are teeny, teeny, tiny little flowers. And that's how it reproduces. But it has to get the tree to grab it first. I don't know. Is this the Stockholm Syndrome in plants? What is this? They all decide they like each other? Hmm. I don't know. I think we'll let John Hartford take us out of here. We'll figure it out. Be right back. Morning we shall meet them over on the Hallelujah Show. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio Turn your radio Turn your radio Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go license. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. 
don't blow your top when you're dealing with your roof and gutters, call Complete Exteriors. Complete Exteriors offers roof inspections, repairs, full roof installations, and we'll take the stress out of all the insurance claims. Gutters from common 6-inch to custom copper. We also produce all custom copper work in-house, from copper dormers and roofing to gutters and flashing. All sheet metal is handcrafted in-house as well. Complete Exteriors, 601-326-2755. 601-326-2755. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda Super Quiet Generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassle that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service on Highway 471 in Brandon or call 601-824-0074. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. In life and in business, one thing is certain change. That's why Pillium Corporation is ready to keep you ahead of the curve on ever-evolving technology, critical for your company's security and growth. To that end, the Pillium team offers IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems, and real-time crime center technology. Visit us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. A lot of schools talk about training the cybersecurity workforce of the future, but do they really deliver? My Computer Career has been supplying the IT workforce with thousands of skilled, certified pros for 15 years. Train with the experts in support, networking, or cybersecurity and start your career in months, not years. Upskill even faster. On campus or live online, qualified students may get financial aid, including the GI Bill. My Computer Career. Accredited, acclaimed, effective. Take the free career evaluation at mycomputercareer.edu. so much for being here today thank you for being a gardener thank you for being a radio listener for goodness sakes and quite quite frankly for streaming and TVing and everything else that we invite you to do because we're trying to put on more content than you've seen recently and that's I only got two hours, so you got to come help me. 888-808-8637-601-879-4395 for your texts. And I'm, I'm just tickled to say that today is <laughs> National Cat and Dog 
Gut Health Awareness Day. So not only gardening takes guts, but now we have to be concerned about our dogs and cats' guts, too. Good heavens. Well, the truth of the matter is, they'll make you aware of it if you didn't already know. And that was, <clears throat> I think that was this week, <clears throat> on Thursday or one day. But coming up this week, I, I don't know how to tell you this, Better Breakfast Day? Is that possible on Tuesday? Come on, we need to celebrate that. <laughs> yeah, I got, <clears throat> one day I came in and uh, I didn't know who it did. I had, you know, who did this, but I had to get to the bottom of it. And uh, somebody left me a... Um, not a glazed donut, but like the donut without the glaze, but it's like dipped in sugar oh, instead. Yeah, yeah. Not powdered sugar, Understand. but sugary. Granulated. I, yeah, granulated. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. the perfect way of putting that. And I did find out who did that. Caleb Sailors, who's awesome. You know, he That was me. nice of him. Very nice of him. JT's the same way. If I'm he surprised stopped. that anybody else didn't eat it before you no, could get he here. Le- no, he left it on my <laughs> chair for me. So and, and, uh, and so I made my coffee, and then I came in here and almost sat on it. I'm like, oh, man, how cool. And, uh, you know, it was a per- one of those perfect dipping donuts for uh-huh, your coffee so uh-huh. and I, I got to kind of rib paul a little bit i'm like man you, you're missing you out yeah. Yeah, the, you well the biscotti out. business has been popular with coffee forever but let's biscotti face it, and coffee but is donut, hard to pass donuts up. were always there yeah well that i mean ben, i grew up in beignets and chicory See, so come on right. man that's i mean right. that's the way it is i was talking with somebody this week about the american section in grocery stores in other countries like we have the you know, we have different ethnic sections in ours, and they have, a, they have a, sort of an ethnic or cultural American section. And I've only been to a few other countries, but there's always some, there's always Cafe Du Monde coffee and chicory. And I think it's because eventually most people go to New Orleans, and that might be what they like, or they think they do. And so they want to give it to somebody else as a gift when they get home. <laughs> yes, I do like chicory, but only in small amounts. Oh, Jeff, this is great. What a beautiful, beautiful sunrise. The tomatoes, he says, are playing out. Well, they should be. You know, you've you've got a huge crop, so that's why. But what a beautiful, beautiful shot. Thank you very much. I I can't begin to tell you all what a joy it is to be able to look and to see things that I can't see from where I am unless you show me. It means the world to me. I, I thank you very, very much for doing that. I don't know if you talk to your plants. Um, that That's coming up today. <laughs> plant conversations i don't know if we're going to get to that today we're also going to get to some pretty interesting business about um how you're doing in your garden how do you tell how things are how do you how do we keep that positive point of view going lynn in clinton welcome in thank you for calling what's on your mind today hey garden mama this is lynn sheldon how hello you doing? how you doing lynn I'm doing well, thank you. I do have a question. Good. I have been invaded by crabgrass. <laughs> you know, crabgrass is I drought mean, tolerant and your lawn's not. <laughs> I know. We know how that well, happens. What I was going to ask you, should I, I mean, it looks like grass to me. I'm afraid if I get rid of all the crabgrass now, it's gonna, not going to have much lawn left. This I mean, is, it's that heavy. quite possible. So what do you do? How do you do this? Well, after such a rough summer as this and and so many plants in so much stress, I wouldn't do anything right now. I would wait because the crabgrass is going to be, be there. It's not going to go away. It will be there. I would treat it next spring if you decide that you want to. Otherwise, you can just mow it because it's green and call it mow what grows. That's what a lot of us do. I do have a lawn in my front garden, but I will tell you that my neighbor, St. Augustine, has invaded my zoysia, and I don't care. I just mow it. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. 
it's green, it's fine. But if you and I have well, other it's green things, green and looks it looks like grass. It very much looks like grass. <laughs> I have other things in my back garden that are not grass at all that are green, and I do that just because I mow them because I don't want it to. I don't want the soil to wash away should it ever rain again. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm confident that so it will. The, but I wouldn't. The, the reason not to do anything now is because the lawn underneath is actually in a great deal of stress from this summer, and if anything, the crabgrass is giving it a little shelter. You know, in other words, it's it's giving it a little bit oh, of shade, yeah, okay. and it 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 is taking whatever water and nutrients would have come to the lawn. But it sounds to me that your lawn's already going into winter, and that's a lot of them are. Yeah, it's been a rough summer, so I would sense. leave it All be I'm until right spring. Now, just putting fertilizer down. Yeah, don't do that. This is not a good time to do that. Yeah. So just leave it be, yeah. and as as my uh, colleague, the other garden writer, says, look the other way for a while. <laughs> it's probably the way for a while. Yeah. Well, but, I put a light. I put a light a light setting on. I didn't put a heavy setting mm, on. Well, I put a very light. One, we do we do I'm fertilize some. Right we do now. fertilize sometimes in the fall, and watering will certainly help. But it's it's going to be a tough one to get rid of now. It'll be it'll be easier in the spring because hopefully the winter will hurt it a little bit. <laughs> All right, so just kind of leave the crabgrass there to, to, yep. through the spring. Yeah. Now, obviously, if you if if you had you know six grandchildren and they all needed to earn ten cents a plug, you could have them pull the crabgrass out. That's not a problem. Yeah. You yeah. know, but I've been I, pulling some. I, I, you I know, have another weed. Yes. This, this weed looks like little clover, but it's not clover. It's just. It's a, and you pull it up, but she's got like long strings of weed. Are they real close to the surface? Are they real close to the surface? Yeah. And the the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the leaf itself is about the size of the end of your little finger? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, it's probably yeah. dichondra. Dichondra is another thing that is a lot more drought tolerant than our lawn grasses are. That's why it is has been over the years used as a lawn substitute in places like Southern California where it never rains. So you, oh, you, just, you're seeing you're seeing too. things that are there, but you don't see them until you have a stressful situation. Yeah. Okay. Well, I won't I won't bother them. I'll just take all the green <laughs> I can get right now. I see, you're on my team. Thank you very I much. Pull. It's good to hear from you today. Take care pull. of Clinton for me. All right. Thank you very much, Lynn. That's great. Fun stuff. For those of y'all who don't know, Lynn used to work here. <laughs> He has gone on to garden. He's, he's a smart man. John in Florence says that he was given two chestnut oak plants. How nice. He wept, kept them watered, and three weeks ago the leaves on one fell off. Is it too early to transplant them into the ground? What type of area do I look for? Well, you're going to look for an area that is at least strong morning sun, and they certainly can... They, they will create their own shade later on, but you certainly need that, that early morning, six hours or eight even of, of sunlight would be perfect. They can have more. You also have to realize that young trees do need more care the first couple of years than they do later on. That's why if you can't get water to them, if they happen to be planted too far out on the property or anything like that, you don't have the time to get there. We, that's why they make those bags that you attach to the tree that will put the water in there as a, on a drip for you know a week or so at a time, and then you go back and refill it. So I would say I'm not going to transplant trees right now, but I would make sure that 
you make go ahead and scratch that stem and make sure that it's still green underneath. I don't think it would have died. I think it just knocked off its leaves because it's about to be time to do that. So just keep them watered a little bit, and maybe two or three weeks from now, when the temperatures are a little bit more moderated, you can certainly start doing that transplanting, okay? Hey, Steve, welcome in from Utica, one of my favorite places. How are you? Yes, ma'am. I'm doing good. Um, I had two questions. Uh, I was wanting to put some uh, pompous grass bushes at the top of my driveway. What time of the year should I do that? Anytime you can get them. They'll be usually, okay. usually what happens because they're in full plume now. When you go to the garden center, you might find some that are in full plume, but you probably won't. You'll more than likely find them as younger plants in the springtime because what happens is in the winter we cut those plumes off and cut the grasses back. And if they're in the nursery, that's when they begin shipping them as soon as they're cut back because then they grow rapidly, of course. So if you have some that you can get to, you can do the work in the fall. But I I don't believe you'll be able to get the plants as easily as you will be able to in the springtime. Okay, and I had another question. Mm-hmm. Now I believe they're locust trees. I'm not sure. Okay, but I had a couple of I had a couple of old pieces of equipment and cars that's been like on my property forever. And there's like some locust trees about the size of your forearm, you know, growing out from under everything. I, like, should I just cut them down at gr- ground level? Like, how can I kill them back? You want to get rid of them? Yes, ma'am. Okay, yeah, cut them at ground level and and then take an axe and cut an X into the stump. And then okay. then cut them down again when they start growing. Okay. Okay. It sounds I didn't to know me they made it some kind of spray or something. No. <laughs> they they make I lots of I wish. Listen, they make lots of sprays, but it's not going to be as effective as your physical removal because right. plants can't right. put up with that con- continuously being, you know, whacked on. Whacked on, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, thank you so you, much. You can win this one. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Appreciate Bye. it. It is hard to get rid of trees you don't want, but there are trees that you don't want. And so really the best opportunity for us to cut them down is to cut them down, and then you, you they're going to grow back. We have... We have the best area in the world for growing things, let's face it. So that's, oh, that's some pretty scupper knobs. See, now I, I dug those out of the internet just so I could make sure that was the right thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's right. Muscadines and scupper are a type of muscadine. Right. Not all muscadines are scupper okay. But that's beautiful. That's what I wanted that's to ask. That's really you. lovely. What, what makes them different? Is it a flavor or. Um, you know, I don't know, because I've, I've had muscadine wine a couple of times, very sweet. Very. And uh, how would the scuppernongs relate to... They're just as sweet. Just as sweet, okay. Mm-hmm. They're just a particular variety. It's like, you you know, you have a lot of different kinds of oranges. You have oranges, yeah. and then you have navel oranges, and you have mandarin oranges, and all that. It's the same thing. Make, it's just and, different. Like tomatoes, too, huh? The, yes. The difference between muscadines and scuppernongs and, like, Concord grapes is that those are called bunch grapes because they make a bunch. These don't actually make a bunch. They make clusters, but there's a whole lot of clusters. <laughs> They're all over the place. <laughs> so it's a little different. What kind of conditions would you find those in, in your, to the tree itself to grow? Like, will you see them in the delta where you don't you have see the them acidic every, soil? You, or? you see them everywhere. See them everywhere. That everywhere. There's, the edge of the woods is really the mm-hmm. best place to find these vines. They'll go up a tree. They'll go across you know, a fence if you have one. I mean, they're, the ones that are cultivated are usually grown on a three, where there's the three strands and the post and the three strands and the post, so they can climb gotcha. and make like a wall. But in, if the, in nature, they'll 
wherever they can get a root and get get some a lot of times you'll see them climb up on the edge of the the woods because they got to get to the sunlight and that's that's one of my very favorite things about vines is that they absolutely will find the sun whether it's carolina jasmine in the springtime or trumpet vine in the middle of the summer they're going to climb the tree until they can find the sun and i just i think that's delightful it gives us a chance to enjoy them without having to tame them and Quite frankly, we wouldn't be able to anyway, even if we tried. <laughs> so, hello, Oxford. Thank you very much for such sweet things to say. That's Gary. Hi, thank you. The limelight hydrangeas are looking awful. So do mine. <laughs> now, I will say they look okay, but they look like it's November. They look like it's pushing towards Christmas because they, they do get brown at that point, and mine have already begun to brown. The the, the shrub itself the, doesn't have nearly as many leaves, and yes, I have watered it. It's just been a hard year on limelight, and most other plants that we grow in the sunlight have gotten more than they needed. I, I tend to think that that's, uh, you know, that's what we've got. Mine has very little leaves on it, just like his. And um, also others around town not looking so great. It's just not been a great year for them. I did do the pruning that I would always want you to do on the limelights. And so I have a nice shape. <laughs> but I didn't get as many leaves as I wanted, as, as, the, the, as it usually makes. And the flowers themselves are a little smaller. And as I say, they're browning sooner than they would have. So I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think you're I think you're noticing exactly what's going on. And yes, it's extreme heat. The night blooming cereus um are also having that problem. We're seeing a whole lot more flowers right now because the temperatures have gotten cooler that we flowers we would have seen in August if it hadn't been a hundred. It's it's still warmer than it should be, quote unquote, for our averages in zone eight. But it is getting cool enough to be able to see those some of these things bloom that really wouldn't have otherwise. And that's kind of, that's fun. I like that. There's also some other things um, to talk about in the, the world of what do you do if it looks like it's dead? And um, I, I have to say there's some things that you wouldn't really think you needed to water. At my place, that would be the boltonia, you know, the, the, the native grass. They're not grasses. They're native fall perennial things that come up like wildflowers, except they're they're actually native plants. Those things are looking crazy sad. I've got some flower buds on one, some, and, and the autumn clematis doesn't even look good. So we'll talk about it. We'll figure out what we're going to do. But, you know, for a minute, we, we have to smile a little bit because Bonnie and Delaney are fun. Stick around. agriculture, the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are Grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. We are Unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. 
We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Here's how to... Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and Jenny. So what's next with your doghouse? Well, we're going to put on an addition. We've got a litter on the way. And I don't know where we're going to put all of them. Be careful, Bob. You're already in hot water for not calling 811. You don't want to get busted for littering. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? Green. <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. They're designed for easy operation and feature performance mesh detachments. Right now, put zero down and get 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 on select equipment. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Davini Equipment Company on Highway 51 in Madison and at the end of Spring Ridge Road in Clinton. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzi.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZI to learn more. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. You said 
let him sing for just a moment. <laughs> you gotta let him holler it out. Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Fun stuff. If y'all, if you, if you speak Cajun, you're with us. Yeah, talk. But to we're us not going to translate. <laughs> it's that. It's one of those days. <sighs> it's you know, one it's of a those Saturday. Days. It's a yes, football sir. Saturday. Yes, it's a gardening Saturday. It's a beautiful Saturday. It's sure probably is. one of the most beautiful days we'll have all year. I would. I'd venture to go there. It, you yeah. know, the weather, yeah. the temperature, the all the, the way around. Got a little white in the sky. Not too much. Could probably find a little shade. I did want to mention something because I know that they, uh, our staff here at Super Talk and Telesouth have been hard at work upgrading our app. And it is interlaced with video archives and news, sports, live audio, live video, broadcasting all across the universe. That's anywhere right. you want to go. Right. Anywhere you, if you're out there flying around or driving or hiking or gardening, you can get it. And I want to say that the app is uh, it, when you go, if y'all have been using it, be patient because there is a new interface. It's a little uh, more intuitive to use. Uh, but if you've been using the old one, if you're like my mom, she about had a heart attack <laughs> yesterday when she couldn't find her Gallo show on the archive. So uh, just be patient. She pa- found yeah, it. She ended up, I went through, she goes, <laughs> she oh, okay, I got it. it now. And so, but it was, um, that you know, you can swipe sideways mm-hmm. now to mm-hmm. kind of roll through categories when you get into the That's news, great. sports, and this and that. If you're looking for shows, it's very much similar. So go check it out. I think you'll like now, it. And, and I know they've put we, in a lot of and work. And we go to download it at? Uh, Super Talk MS. There you go. And you can also go to the app. I was going to say Android Store and all that stuff. Yeah, Android and, and Samsung. Uh, I know I use a Samsung, mm-hmm. and to me, um, it was a little easier to use the Samsung side of it. So if you're an, yeah. if you're an iPhone user and you Clearly, go out... Clearly, iPhone's not going to let anybody in unless you go through the iPhone. <laughs> right. It's a little a little more difficult, but I'm I learning think, so much yeah, about iPhone now. But I think it's, uh, it'll work out, and uh, thank you guys for you know going appreciate out there. Appreciate them so much. It's a lot of work, and we really appreciate y'all downloading it because you're going to like it. Yeah, definitely. And there's always going to be more and more content mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. as we continue. Mm-hmm. to open up that that box of, of goodies and awesomeness and so thank y'all and any input you have please share with us By we always means. like to make improvements and thank you today also for the the calls and and the text and the beautiful pictures i'm about to put some up yay thank you much today um by the way this is World Rhino Day. Yesterday was World Rhino Day. I have so many celebrations that we just have to continue through the week, I think. In uh, this particular case, I I have my quote for today. This is from somebody, Ella Wheeler Wilcox, which you will have heard of for some of the things that she wrote when, you know, you're going to go look her up. I know you are because you're going to want to see who this was. Interesting stuff. Interesting poet. Really 19th century. Really interesting person. She says, for an actress to be a success, she must have the grace of Terpsichore, the figure of Juno, and the hide of a rhinoceros. I don't think that's changed. I think it's still pretty tough to be an actress, and I like that. It's a good description. There are never enough peppers in this world. I have to tell you that once I discovered pink peppercorns, I thought I had found the world. But it turns out there's a whole lot of others. And indeed, not just the pepper tree type things, but the hot peppers and the sweet peppers that we eat, the capsicums, all of those bunch are also increasing. Why are they increasing? Because somebody has finally 
well, and I'm going to tell you, it's the Boyce Thompson Institute, has finally looked into their genome to try and understand how the domestication happens from the wild pepper in such a successful way that we can grow them as crops, but also trying to understand their diversity so that we can grow them, in, we can grow more of them in different ones, select different things and have different choices. So it makes a whole lot of sense. I really like it. I think it's going on. The, the capsicums, of course, are either pepper or paprika. You can also call it the paprika family if you want to. And if you don't already have favorites, there's 500. You can pick one somewhere along the way. Really, really good question from Bill and Perkinson on the text line this morning. Are muscadines and possum grapes the same thing? No, they're not. Um, possum grapes, which I actually happen to have a stand of in, in my, my back garden that were a gift, are small, seedy, really odd look, but they, they don't even look like the other grapes. They have a, a different, slightly different shaped leaf. It's still a grape leaf, but it just has another couple of notches in it, so it's a little fancier looking, I think. It's still a cissus, the possum grape. It is actually has another common name called marine ivy, which is an oddball thing. But possum grapes are not muscadines, and they're not Concord grapes either. They're, they're not, they're neither... They, they are a bunch grape, but they're not the traditional bunch grapes that we think of as, you know, Thompson seedless or Concord or any of that. They are a native to the southern United States. If you're interested, send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com. I'm hatching a plan. Haven't quite got it yet, but I'll go ahead and tell you that I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you come to the garden tour and you bring a shovel or a trowel, there will be something in my yard that you want to dig up, and it won't cost you a whole lot of money. <laughs> so we were having this conversation with other people from the tour about how do you decide which of your plants there are too many of, and this is this is one of our ways to do that. It's just to say, just come dig this one up. You can do that. I have had, um, I think, probably one a day, just in the last week, emails asking me, how come the deer have eaten fill-in-the-blank? And, of course, it's because it's dry and hot and they're thirsty. That's a big piece of it. But the other question that I got this week, and I ended up writing about it because it is a plant that I love so much and have in my garden, was how come they don't eat this, been that, and the other? And in this case, it was lamb's ears. And though they, they generally do not eat lamb's ears, they don't generally eat Powys Castle Artemisia either, or the other Artemisias, the ones that are gray. Okay, just doesn't happen to be their particular their, their particular um, favorite. But the thing about lamb's ears, which is a stachys, it's an unusual group of plants that we don't use nearly as much as we probably should, but it, this is our favorite one. It gets about three inches tall, then it puts on a flower stalk in the summer, and the stalk is just kind of massive for such a flat plant. It, it it puts on a real thick stalk with little tiny leaves on it, little tiny purple flowers, which are very engaging. But I have to tell you, um, you should probably cut them off the first couple of years that you have the plant, because what you're trying to do is grow a thicker stand of the leaves themselves. And for the most part, they're not the favorites of deer. Cheryl's in Tupelo. She wants to know, uh, oh, she's in Vestavia, Alabama, but she's visiting Tupelo today. She um, wants to plant an amaryllis bulb. I'm going to wait until middle of October. 
and then I'm going to plant it. it the, the depth of the amaryllis really does depend on the bulb itself. If it already has a green nose on it, you want the green nose to be above ground and the bulb to be underground. If it doesn't have any growth at all on it, you want to be sure that it sits about an inch at least below the soil surface because otherwise when the leaves come up, they won't be able to support themselves. So you, you, if it's a bulb without any leaves on it, you do have to plant it a little deeper than if you plant one that has already sprouted. I noticed that some of my St. Joseph's lilies that I planted earlier this year have got too much mulch and stuff up under them. They're growing, but they're not growing as well as they could. I kind of think that maybe the mulch helped in the really hot weather, but I got to get out there and give them a little bit more room to breathe, so to speak. What well, there is indeed a little tiny bit of rain in the forecast, but mostly it's all about the sun. And I'm telling you, we're going to talk more about it for at least another hour today. How about that? Can we stay? Let's stay. Stick around. This is the Garden Mama Show. feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. Faster relief you can count on. Back for qualified first-time buyers. Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and his wife, Jenny. Now, have you furnished your doghouse yet? Well, actually, sleeping bags work well. But the dog takes up most of the space. Well, at least he doesn't snore as loud as you. Sounds rough. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. It's Alyssa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
Governor Tate Reeves has announced a series of sweeping Medicaid reimbursement reforms in Mississippi that are anticipated to generate an estimated $700 million for hospitals throughout the state. Reeves explained that the move includes two hospital payment initiatives that will provide millions in additional Medicaid funds for hospitals each year. I'd like to note that this funding will provide a major boost for county hospitals as well as for private institutions. And I also want to note that these changes will come at almost no cost to Mississippi taxpayers. Through an assessed change to the fee that providers pay, we will be able to draw down increased federal funding with the formula changes. This increase in funding will not only invest nearly $700 million into our hospital system, but this will also help to improve the quality of care for those on Medicaid. The Federal Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services must approve both proposals before they become effective. We are the people, Mississippians. We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us, from the roof over your head to the food on your table. We are small town, but big moments, your next door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Jackson State has the highest social media reach out of any HBCU in the nation. That's according to the 2023 Rival IQ Higher Education Social Media Engagement Report. They found that Jackson State has more engagement across Instagram, Facebook, and X, formerly Twitter, than 106 other eligible historically black colleges and universities. Jackson State moved up 30 spots from 2022 to number 37 among all Division I schools. In the Magnolia State, JSU trails only Ole Miss in social media engagement. They're at number 7, topping larger schools in Mississippi State and Southern Miss. The university's social media presence has been the strongest on Facebook, where it landed at number 11 out of Division I schools. You can take a look at the full study at supertalk.fm. For Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Ole Miss travels to Tuscaloosa to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide today, 2.30 is the kickoff at Brian Denny Stadium. 12.30 is the airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network today. Mississippi State, meanwhile, travels to Columbia, South Carolina, taking on the Gamecocks. 6.30 is the kickoff there. 4.30 is the airtime on the MSU Football Network. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles are at Arkansas State tonight to open Sunbelt Conference play. The Eagles are 1-2. and two. Arkansas State is also 1-2 and two in opening conference play as well. And Jonesboro at 6 o'clock is the kickoff there. There are three all-SEC matchups today. Auburn is at Texas A&M. Kentucky is at Vanderbilt. And Arkansas is at LSU in Southeastern Conference play. Others, Texas San Antonio at Tennessee, Charlotte at Florida, UAB at Georgia, Memphis at Missouri. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. 
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. NFL action on Sunday. Several teams are still undefeated, and there are a couple of 0-2 teams that are surprising. Atlanta is 2-0. They're at Detroit. Buffalo is at Washington. The Commanders are 2-0. Denver is 0-2, taking on Miami, who is 2-0. And then it's Indianapolis at Baltimore. The Ravens are 2-0. A winless game. Chargers are 0-2. The Vikings are 0-2. That'll be at Minnesota. New Orleans Saints are 2-0. They're at Green Bay. These are noon kickoffs. And then at 325 Sunday afternoon, the Dallas Cowboys are 2-0. They'll take on Arizona in the desert. Pittsburgh Sunday night takes on the Raiders at Las Vegas. Then on Monday, another doubleheader. The Philadelphia Eagles are 2-0. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 2-0. They'll play at Tampa Bay. And then the Rams are at Cincinnati on Monday. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for being here today. My goodness, it's a nice day. It's so pretty. It's not 100 degrees. We can be talking about mulberry weed and we can be talking about chamber bitter and crabgrass and buttonweed and spurge we're still going to be in a good mood because even though those are not necessarily plants that we want to encourage they are plants that we have plenty of right now that's some of the i was trying to put a list together of some of the things that you might just mow uh, as we were talking to Lynn in the last hour, he's got things growing he says, should i just mow them yes just mow them if it's green just mow it now that's because our lawns are not in great shape. This has been a rough summer. There's going to be some damage. There's going to be some loss. But I don't think it's going to be necessary to rip it all out and replace it with false, gray, you know, AstroTurf or something. You're not going to need to do that. We just need to let it rest through the fall. Continue to water it if you can. And then go ahead and let's see how next spring treats us. I think that's going to be better for all of them. Um, summer grapes, yep, that's right, that's right. They're, they are a bunch grape, you're exactly. Terry's and Bogachita, and I don't, I don't know what's the difference between those. My, my memory is that summer grapes are a little bit sooner to bear than the possum grapes, and they're also maybe a little bit bigger individually because the possum grapes are 
really very small. So we'll talk about that. Um, if you happen to be looking in today, and I hope you are, you're looking at the once and future eggplants at my house. <laughs> That's the little tiny eggplants. Those are so cute. And I'll tell you what, they roast perfectly. You can eat the whole thing. It's really good. But they're no bigger. They could be an earring. Okay, they, they would be a long earring. But they're only a couple of inches long when they're mature. And they're very, very tasty. I, I like them a lot. The other one is an eggplant that was supposed to be a pepper plant that someone gave me. And the only picture that I have seen of this particular plant elsewhere making an eggplant, it's a big old eggplant, so I don't know whether, I don't know what I'm getting. These are still small, but not tiny. They're just very green and getting larger by the day, actually, out there, which is kind of neat. That's fun stuff. In the previous hour, we talked about so many cool things. I wanted to bring one more in from that hour to let you all start today and see what your conversations are going to be about. Who's got a greenhouse? Who's got good information to offer to somebody else about what they might want to do when they're getting a greenhouse? The person who's interested is in the Garden Mama group in South Mississippi. And as I tell them, when you don't put in a picture, you need to tune in, because if, if you don't put a picture, I will ask the question here or answer it. And in this case, I am asking and answering both. Do you know a place you want to get one? Send me a text. And if you have information for someone about a small greenhouse, any operating it, things to watch out for, by all means, we can talk about that. My point of view is that everybody needs a greenhouse, but it doesn't necessarily have to be large, and it doesn't necessarily have to be fancy, particularly if you are trying mostly just to keep plants warm over the winter, House, you know, things that you don't have room for in the house, or, for example, pots of coleus, big pots that you keep outside that are going to freeze, but you don't necessarily want to bring indoors. So that's some of the things that you might put in the greenhouse. Then again, you might crank the heat up and grow tropical plants and start, you know, having a whole collection in there. That's different. But what it comes down to, a greenhouse has to have a covering, that's to say, Clear plastic is the best thing. Really thick clear plastic is even better. Two layers with a fan blowing in between them is even greater in terms of the warmth that you can produce. But the other thing you have to understand is that you've got to have ventilation. And you can do that with a door or you can do it with a window above a door or a fan or any of those kind of things. But you're going to have to ventilate any pleasant day, especially in South Mississippi. Things can overheat and you don't want that to happen. Solar energy is a very powerful thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. The other thing I need to, to tell you is if you are anywhere in the South, that is to say, you know, south of Memphis and north of Miami, <laughs> we'll leave it to that. We'll <clears throat> leave a very small thing there. I want you to make sure that you buy shade cloth at the same time you buy the greenhouse materials. I don't care whether you put it on top in the summer, whether you put it ready to go inside, you can work with shade cloth in any way, but you will get another three months out of your greenhouse between the late spring and early summer. You'll get a lot more time when you can grow plants in there before it overheats. So make sure that you do that. Okay? Okay. When should I plant my fig tree? Well, um, Again, I'm I'm not going. I was trying to see if I had knew a name, but I don't have a name on this one. I'm I'm not going to do that today. 
I'm going to wait until after it rains well, or at least partly well. And I'm certainly going to make sure that I have watered the area. If you're planting in an area, you're going to put the fig tree in an area that has really, really crummy soil, you want to go ahead and dig it out a little bit sooner. Maybe you can certainly do that work now. Prepare it. You're not going to over-amend it, but you are going to make sure that you're making a soil that has organic matters in it and that can drain but at the same time not dry out quickly. And that, that sounds like two things that would oppose each other, but it's really not. The addition of organic matter has the ability to both ameliorate, for example, the clay soil's tendency to stick together too tightly, but it also gives the sandy soil a little bit of an opportunity to hang on to something else and not drain away completely. So organic matter does have that. You can be talking about a soil conditioner or a ground bark. You might be using a very well composted gin trash or a tree you cut down. Both of those, if they're very well composted, can do this job for you quite, quite well. So that's very exciting. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to plant until the third week of October. Let's just let's just put it there. Let's say it's going to take that long for it to cool off. That's what I think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist, but they don't necessarily know either. All right. Shannon from Oak Grove's got a Sirius that's about to pop. Isn't that pretty? That's so much fun. They have been really, really great this year. Your curry plant's beautiful, too, by the way. That's lovely. Just lovely. I do like that. Um, that's fun. That the the thing about Sirius is that we're we're crazy and and let's just admit that we grow wildly huge tropical plants in a non-tropical environment without a greenhouse. <laughs> so you have, you will see people in your neighborhood probably. Please don't think bad of them who will put plastic around their porch because they can't bring the Sirius in the house. It got too big. So there's there's always those issues. So by all means, be nice to us. Don't be angry with us that we have these plants we can't manage because we, we really do like them a lot. <laughs> They're beautiful plants. Oh, Anna got me started last week. She was talking about not wanting to grow anything but marigolds because they have done so beautifully for her. And I looked up a couple of things that I couldn't remember the names of and brought them with me today so that if you are interested in growing big bold marigolds by all means give yourself an opportunity to try a couple of things in the african marigold category these are the ones like crackerjack now everybody will tell you that they don't have as much scent as some of the others i really do find that they have quite they have quite plenty that's one reason why we put them as she does as anna does between tomato plants or around other plants okay because we are trying to make a distracting environment for the critters that we might be encountering. Nocinto lime green is one of the prettiest marigolds. If I saw it, if I didn't see any leaves, I would have to ask whether or not that was actually a marigold. They're double flowers. That means that it has that real tight, tight center that you have seen in the Cracker Jacks and some of the others. But this one, (laughs) I just love this. They are held on plants that get to be 30 inches tall. Come on now, that's fun. That's one of the reasons, of course, why we grow the big marigolds. The little French marigolds are adorable and cute. And yes, they do get a lot of spider mites. But we can grow them anyway, and we enjoy them. We grow them for months and months on end without any problems. It's late summer drought and heat 
that cause those little French marigolds a problem. The African marigolds and the other hybrid marigolds that are the tall varieties really do not have that problem. Um, I'm very, very fond of Kilimanjaro white. It's, it's not white, okay? I mean, it's almost white, but it, it is um, creamy color. And they're very different. They're very, very beautiful. I, I just really love those plants. And I'm, I'm hoping that uh, she's going to inspire us. Anna always inspires me, but she's going to inspire me. Oh, fun. Isn't that lovely? We're looking at, uh, let's see, where am I? Whoop, make that thing work. This is, of course, Brendan Jeff in Hattiesburg. And it looks to me like you have a, one of the fall asters. I'm going to hesitate to tell you the name of it but i'll look a little closer at the leaves and maybe i can pick out which one it is but it is beautiful she says um, they bought this as a basketball sized plant it came back this year and grew into this huge giant plant even without watering and that's exactly what i'm talking about in terms of my asters and boltonias they look great now they're not in bloom yet but they do look great despite the fact that they've been through a drought and that's another reason why i feel like this might be in that family i'm going to look it up but i'll have to climb into the computer to do that. <laughs> yes, I'm able to see. I just don't see real well. Another idea for you um, as we move into the end of this particular month, believe it or not, we are still planting perennials. And when you do, make sure that you've got a little piece of the crown, a little piece of the root, and a little piece of the top. I don't care whether you're buying a plant or someone gives it to you or you're digging and dividing your own. Make sure you have all those things so that you can keep that plant healthy and happy. Um, yeah, the agapanthus has taken a big solid hit. I, I would I probably would leave it for another week or so and then cut down the brown parts. I don't think it's going to come back around, even if it rains for you. Not that it's dead. It's just died back. We're having that early fall. Um, we're having premature kind of leaf drop. Things don't usually, a lot of things that don't drop their leaves in September are. There's also somebody who's talked about, um, sent me a note this week and said that their, their Japanese maple that usually by now has dropped its leaves didn't it didn't get any spots on it and didn't anything and so she's decided maybe she's been watering it too much in previous years that that's how we learn stuff and that might be true where can i get bee balm plants living in ripley in northeast mississippi um i you know i don't know i'm i have always grown bee balm that's a beautiful beautiful garden thank you for sending that to us i, I could be so comfortable sitting right there on those chairs all afternoon today it would be lovely one of my garden writer friends says that it's been so dry where she lives in the Northeast until they had this storm this weekend that she actually cut everything down in the vegetable garden. Usually she would be, you know, trying to get something to continue to grow because it is getting to be autumn and they it plays out. But she's, you know, she, she said she cut it all down and now she's going to sit on the deck and not have to do all that work. There's something to be said for that. There's really something to be said for that. And this particular spot looks lovely, just lovely. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, that's nice. That's the still that's a really nice one. Thanks from the halls. Appreciate it. I would get, 
I would go to I would order some seed and grow the bee balm that way if you can't find the plants because they're real easy to grow from seed. They're Monarda, M-O-N-A-R-D-A. If you have to look them up, they're real easy. And fall is a fine time to get them started. Even in northeast Mississippi, that's going to work fine. The freeze got the pear trees. Oh, no, no pears for preserves this year. I'm so sorry. You know how I'm, I'm a nut for that. I talk about fall pears all the time because I love them so much. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing at Rhett. Rhett, this is wonderful. <laughs> Rhett, you're, you're, you just you got me today. This is a good one. <sighs> Did you ever fall in love with someone who turns out to be no good for you? Oh, yeah. I think we've all done that, haven't we? Okay. Yeah, like that's every other day, probably, for me. <laughs> In the same boat with you, Rhett. We're, we're Kindred Spears, buddy. I'm telling you, Rhett. This, and it is a be- he's right. It's a beautiful morning glory. But, oh, my goodness, the pollinators loved it. And now it's eating the side of his house. <laughs> and guess what? It's going to reseed, too. So just plan for that. But it's beautiful. I love that color. That the purple flowers are just beautiful. Really lovely. Super duper. Fun stuff. I mean, I, I but I can understand exactly what you're saying. Now, I would not be surprised just to talk to my friends with the agapanthus in Hattiesburg. I would not be surprised if it comes back and starts to grow again. Don't worry about that. But don't fertilize it either. Okay, if it if you cut all this brown stuff off and then the weather improves and it rains a couple of times, we have a nice warm couple of weeks, it will start to grow again. Don't worry about that. If it then turns very cold, just mulch over the top of it. It's going to be fine. The, the plant's going through its own coming back attempt when it's coming back attempt that it's trying to. You know? <laughs> It's going to try and get back for you. Oh, I should let you know real quick, too, that um, the the folks are having Wells Fest next Saturday. So if you count on Loy Moncree for your sale, your plant sale, next Saturday. Okay. David and Diamond Head, what's going on? Well, Garden Mama, i got to tell you uh, some information you gave me that was a success story, but it turned south on me. Uh-oh. And I don't think there's anything you could have done about it. <laughs> And yet my, my pecan trees were wilting, starting to wilt bad and lose leaves from yeah. the drought down here. And you yeah. told me to water them and what happened, and I started, and we got some rain the following week, and they really started looking good again. But then my next problem started. The, the squirrels found my pecan. Uh, yeah. They're just as and hungry I, as the deer, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, I, you know, and, it, and I hope they enjoyed them because it was worth watching them. Oh, and, my goodness. I mean, there had to be at least. 10 of them that were just, man, they were running up and down the pecan trees and, you know, pulling pecans and going and hiding them. Oh, so, David, David they really believe, they, the they truly do believe that you have set up a habitat for them. They honestly, because nobody else watered the pecans, so they couldn't find any. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad it worked. Well, I'm sorry it, it went real- sideways. <laughs> Yeah, but it was all good. That's I fine. appreciate the information you Thank you, us. David. All right. Appreciate you. Right. Bye now. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we do our best, and I, I will say that, honestly, there was a squirrel staring at me the other day. It's one of my binkies that lives in the tree by my house. And he looked at me as if it was time to start building his nest. And I thought, good luck. <laughs> it was about 95 that day. But sure enough, you see him running up the trees and taking the other things. That There's a whole lot of self-pruning trees near me, so things fall down and the squirrels take them and go and build their nests with them. And in this particular case, I think they've got one. I think they're going to do great. Aw. My girl. It's Carol King, y'all. Let's just listen. I feel my heart. 
Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 95. Here's how to welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and Jenny. So what's next with your doghouse? Well, we're going to put on an addition. We've got a litter on the way. And I don't know where we're going to put all of them. Be careful, Bob. You're already in hot water for not calling 811. You don't want to get busted for littering. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. Minimum purchase required. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid within promotional period. Go to windowappointmentnow.com for full offer details. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? Fog between the glass. Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson. And right now, you can save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. Just text HOT to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors for $0 down, zero payments, and zero interest for a year. That's right. You don't pay a dime for an entire year. Text HOT to 200-300 right now to save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text HOT to 200-300. Don't wait. Text the word HOT to 200-300. Text HOT to 200-300. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda Super Quiet Generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassle that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service on Highway 471 in Brandon or call 601-824-0074. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the Orchard today for a tour, 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com. 
like that one. <laughs> this is a, music is so much fun, and it can actually transform your mood. Classical Gas is, of course, one of those songs that you listen to it and you think, I have to listen to some more of this, and it goes on and on and on. It's just a delightful. Um, I know we have we're using three different cuts because we are picking which one we like. <laughs> Several of those to talk about. Let's talk about zoysia grass. What do you think? Mike's in Greenville. Welcome in. What's on your mind, Mike? Good morning. I have a major shaded area, and I purchased uh, zoysia grass that grows in dense shade. And I just put ground up, fertilized it, planted the seed. It's, it's coming up, looking good, but it looks like a rye grass. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know anything about it? Is that what it's going to look like? Well, yeah, I have a I have zoysia in my front lawn, and the youngest of the grass does look a little bit spiky. You know, it has a little bit of that perennial rye look to it. It does get a slightly thicker blade. It will not be as thick as, say, centipede, but it will be thicker than, in, in terms of its width, it will be thicker than a Bermuda. And it'll be a little bit thicker than it is now in terms of the width of that blade. Um, I, I don't... I hesitate when anybody tells me long grass is going to grow in the shade. All my alarm bells go off because I've had so many situations where it didn't. You know, so if it doesn't, don't don't beat yourself up. It's a tough grass, but there are some that have been developed for more shade than less. So I think you're on your way to something that could be very successful. Did it come up well? Is it is it solid? Uh, pretty much, yes. Good, good. So you're on your way. I mean that. We're just going to cross our fingers. But, yes, it will look a little bit spikier, a little bit more narrow-leafed, narrow-bladed than some of the other grasses. But I have, I mean, this thing's been there for, I don't know, I probably know I've had it 20 years, maybe longer. And I really love the grass because even when it suffers, like this summer it was real dry, and I just watered a little bit, and it's come back green. It's fine. You know, it's a really tough grass. How often do you think I should water this? Uh, for, uh, you know, this young grass. If it's once a day, yeah, once yeah. A week? If it's not raining at all where you are, you're going to need to water it at least once a day. Till till you've got okay, two well, inches, till you know. you've got two inches of grass, and at that point you can back off a little bit. But you're just you've got all your seeds up, and you're just trying to get them to start growing together. Hopefully, it's going to rain here in a minute. She said optimistically. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have that's to water what that. That's what we say in the Delta. We got our fingers crossed. Yes, sir. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And and I'm I'm one of those folks that just hopes it works. And if it doesn't, I know you'll call me back and we'll figure out something else for that space. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank for you, help. Mike. Have a great day. Yeah, I do like zoysia. I will tell you. Looking at this beautiful plant that is on the screen now, these flowers, they're so lovely. These are Brenda and Jeff's from Hattiesburg. I'm going to tell you, I've written down the name and I'm going to send it um, to you because I want you to double check me. Look up, it's going to be Michaelmas grass, Michaelmas daisy, I'm sorry, or Michaelmas asters. And I I did write it because it is the name Michael, but with M-A-S on the end of it. And so I wrote it to them and sent the text. But if you like fall asters, we we talk about Aster Nova Anglae. We talk about, there's a a whole bunch of them, but the low growing, generally speaking, is a Michaelmas or a Nova Anglae. And the reason I'm calling this one Michaelmas is because of the, the size of its leaves, the way they look. But 
I've been wrong before. It could be the other one, but it's a little aster, and this one is obviously one that is very drought tolerant because <laughs> it came up and bloomed and is beautiful. We may have to start thinking about the plants that we put in the drier areas of our gardens after this summer. We have to reevaluate some of those things. Yeah, that one's taken off and looks great. I think you nailed it too with the Michaelmas. It's it looks just, just like it. Just beautiful. But yeah, that is uh, that's beautiful. The colors are just popping. It's almost like Easter came earlier or something really you know? it does yeah. and you you that the particular shade that it has is such a relief in the fall you know most everything is brown or orange or you know some yellow colors on all of those the shades of our leaves and things so to have a flower that actually pops up really does give us a lot to enjoy and I'm, i've always liked them i just think that's what that one is Andy's at the res he says uh <clears throat> and this is such good advice i hate to have to give it Pass along, keep it, keep those leaves and pine straws managed. My neighbor lost their house to fire last Saturday, the Ross Barnett Reservoir. Pine. And that, that's been very serious, too. We've had the yeah. foresters on most of the week. Yes. They have a huge event going on out south of Starkville off of Highway 25. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so you just a big equipment and everything. So if you're looking for something cool to do, I know Gerard was up there all day yesterday on, on uh, location, but... Yeah, the uh, the fires, the, the number of fires that uh, Mr. Bozeman had quoted. That you, you can go out on our on the website yes. and, and get the archive from yes. the Gallo show or from from um, from the uh, Gerard show and just listen to what he had to say and mm-hmm. some of the things that we could do to uh, hopefully uh, curtail this during this drive. Well, time. And, and keeping the pine straw down and away from your house and don't throw out your cigarette butts and you know don't, if you're you're having your cherry blend pipe don't knock it out into the flower bed. There's just these are things that. People who live with wildfires need to understand, and we have a we we always have them, but at this point in time, we have to be a lot more careful because we've had such a long, long droughted time. Um, <laughs> now, they're, now they're starting. Don't post this picture. <laughs> Do you have any idea how little he cares if you say don't post this picture? <laughs> Anyway, but we won't. We'll be nice. We'll be nice. I will do whatever they ask in the form of uh, you know, posting pics. I'm just making fun. Yeah. Yes. You know, we gardeners are like that. You tell me it won't grow. I'm planting three. I mean, we just are. We we cannot we we cannot really express to one another how crazy we are about each other until we get to that point of saying, "Oh no, I didn't listen to that. Oh no, I didn't listen to that." And then we all know that we are the same folks. We're the gardeners. Pumpkin vines have only made male flowers. This is the second round of pumpkins that I have heard this from. I know these are the first blossoms to appear, but it's been happening for a month. No, there isn't anything I can do to help you get female flowers at this point. It, it, it's really a matter of temperature and growing conditions and the vine. And it, it's doing what it's doing. Different fertilizer won't help. Different amounts of water won't help. Um, I, I'm not sure about screaming at it. That might help. It might not. Prayer might. Probably not. But the the issues are always getting that male flower and that female flower there at the same time. And this has been a tough year, even for pumpkins, to do that. I had another. Uh, had someone send me a picture of the zucchinis that are like four inches long when they should be six or seven, and they're curled up. That's also a matter of improper or inadequate pollination many times it can be a different thing but most of the time when everything else is fine looks great it's just too small and twisted it generally speaking is a failure of pollination so it's something to think about oh my goodness 
there's I just don't I don't know that I don't know any way to bring on the female flowers. And we talk about that in the springtime, of course. But again, it's the things that we say that turn out not to be the, the, the right thing to say. We talk about male flowers on squash plants of all sorts, that whole family in the springtime, having too many males and not enough females. And then the females come along a little bit later. And sometimes it's vice versa. Sometimes people will call and go, no, I've got, y'all need to come over here. i got all the female flowers. And it, it, is a, it is a frustrating thing when it doesn't come out like you want it to. That is for true. Um, um, um. Red, I think you're thinking of black walnuts. Now, dense shade precludes enough light for lawn grass to grow. Dense shade also can be the result of a tree with lots and lots and lots of leaves, which has adventitious roots, like you would, as you're, you're mentioning the live oak. They are known for having root areas that go out past their canopy. So even when you have a live oak tree and its branches go the length of your house on either side, the roots go farther than that. So that's one reason why it's difficult to get lawn grass to grow underneath because there's so much competition for the water and nutrients in the top layer of the soil. But it's also true that there's too much shade for the, the grass to survive anyway. So there, both of those things happen. Believe me, there, there are people... I mean, they're, they're, you, you can hardly go to a country if you start looking at what people are researching. And growing a, a healthy lawn in shade has been on everybody on topics. Could you realize how much money you could make if you came up with a lawn grass that absolutely grew in shade? Come on. And was real. I mean, you know, wasn't <laughs> made out of plastic. Come on. But it's just not happened. And indeed, sometimes, sometimes we can get a spot. And we have that dappled shade coming in, and that will let it help a little bit and will grow a little bit more than it would have. You are more than welcome. Thank you. I'm going to put that purple flower back up again just to look at it. <laughs> now, I always tell you, you don't need to believe me, okay? You don't need to believe me. I will help you with the information so that you can go forth and look it up. And you don't have to look it up in one of my books, but you can. On the other hand, you're welcome to disagree with me. I like that. It keeps me smart, and if, if, like me, you're one of those people that really, really wants to learn something new every day, this is the perfect place for it, because y'all are always teaching me something. I like it. I hope that when you decide to come to Fondren, you will come to the FondrenGardenTour.com website and get yourself a ticket and come and visit with us the 7th and 8th of October. There's 19, I think, or 18 or 19 gardens that will be on display some are on display both saturday and sunday like mine others are only one day or the other and those are all on a list that you will get when you buy your ticket the tickets are 20 dollars, and they cover both days i will suggest that because we always have other interesting things going on that you probably want to bring some cash when you come on the tour because i the only people that i've talked to are all having either a plant sale or something going on in their in their front gardens and i'm certainly doing that so y'all come and see us we're going to have fun we're raising money to help repair the the strip between the sidewalk and the street which has been um well, it was poorly designed, let's put it that way, and it's really in bad shape now. When you see my house, you'll understand what they're talking about, because <laughs> we're, we're thinking about river rock or something in there. Um, 
Uh, what is this weed taking over my lawn? I've got to get a little closer, but it looks like chamber bitter. Um, I don't know if you know that one. I think I think that's what that is. I will get up in there and get closer and, and see. If it isn't, it's probably spurge because it's a smaller. The 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 chamber bitter has the leaves that look like mimosa tree leaves, except they're not, and they don't. They're not sensitive plant. They don't fold up at night, and the. That that's that could well be what it is, but spurge also is favored in these dry lawn conditions, and they have little tiny leaves that look like that too that get come out on a stem. So it's it's one or the other. I'll give you the two names, and you can look up and decide which one. See if I'm right about either one of them. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. <laughs> sometimes I'm right. Well, we'll see if I am. Okay. Thank you, Sandra. I appreciate that. There are. Talking about um, possum grapes, and is that the same thing as the question, is that the same thing as summer grapes? No. Um, possum grapes are a cissus, C-I-S-S-U-S, botanically speaking. All right, that's one thing. Vitus, or vitus, V-I-T-I-S, are true grapes. And summer grapes are, in fact, true grapes in that, in that the way those things are, are divided out. So it makes a lot of a lot of difference, actually, if you think about it, in terms of the way the plants grow. But it also has to, goes directly to their seediness and all of those kinds of things, um, which I think is real important for us to all understand. All those things are going on. This is, in fact, you know, the first day of autumn. I uh, can't necessarily tell it, but we're, we, we see a slight, slightly less amount of sunlight in the day. And the, the it's no longer bright light outside at 8.30 at night. <laughs> you know, things are getting a little bit darker a little bit sooner. That is a change. But this is a point where we actually have the chance to, again, look at what happened and look at what's coming. And if there's changes that we need to make, this is probably the time to do that. This is also International Rabbit Day. And if you have rabbits for pets, you celebrate them all the time. I've only known one person who had rabbits for pets. And they were adorable. It didn't make me want to have them, but they were very sweet, very sweet creatures. So that's, a, that's not, not a bad thing at all. Well, my friends, I have one of those random questions for you that science asks. Will it slip or will it grip? Yep, the scientists want to know, what is the deal with snail mucus? Now, you may not want to know about this, but it's a very fascinating topic. We'll probably get to it here in a moment. There are a lot of other things. Your calls, your texts, things to talk about, and green things to plan, okay? You know who this is. Y'all have heard her, haven't you? You better stick around. If you'd like to improve the quality of life for residents of all ages, AARP Mississippi urges you to volunteer through advocacy, outreach, a speaker's bureau, a phone team, 
events, and service. You can share your wisdom, benefit from training and education, enjoy challenges, meet new people, and know that you're making a difference. To learn more, visit aarp.org slash ms or call 1-866-554-5382. Paid for by AARP. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. So how do you know if you have damage. Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here. From experience, believe me, you need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. Consumer Cellular's award-winning customer support is 100% based in the U.S. And you are 100% based in the U.S. That's something you have in common with Consumer Cellular's customer service. Consumer Cellular's customer service likes pizza. And you like pizza. You want a free month of service, and we want to give you one. We obviously can't wait to hear from you. Visit ConsumerCellular.com slash free month and enter code free month to get your second month free. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Promotion is subject to terms and conditions. If you are looking for a great way to save for next summer's getaway, the Citizens Bank's new Vacation Club account could be just the ticket. Similar to our Christmas Club account, you set up weekly or monthly automatic deposits for 50 weeks to your club account. Next May, we will total your savings and automatically deposit your funds. Contact your local branch for more information and start making your travel plans for 2024. The Citizens Bank, member FDIC. Visit us online to learn more at www.thecitizensbankfila.com. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland.
I even picked that out, and I think it's better than I thought it was going to be. Thank you. That's great. What can I say? What can I say? I'm good at what I do. (laughs) You are. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Only learn from the best in the business around here. You know, it's pretty easy to figure it out when they. You got such great mentors around. They're a pretty good bunch. I'll give them that. I um, I I have to. I just went back and looked at the cilantro um, joke, but that's I can't do that. I can't even explain how to tell it. Anyway, there, there, people do make jokes about cilantro. Let's just keep it that way. And if you were like me, follow Alex Gornishelli, the chef, and it all makes sense to you. Meanwhile, I'm really fascinated. Did you know that we don't study human mucus either? I mean, we, we've studied it, but we don't know much about it either. When it comes, however, to snail mucus, which, by the way, in case you didn't know, it's cornu esperum, the, the, the name of the snail. This is, um, this, is the, this is the species that is escargot. This is, this is edible snail. This is also where the source of all those things are that go into cosmetics and other um, other products that you might it's a real popular snail in other words so there's three different kinds of secretions I'm telling you if we don't have these we need them how smart are snails as it turns out one of their secretions hydrates and protects its skin okay another works as a glue-like adhesive and the third one allows it to not stick in other words we're going to hold on to something but we're also going to have a lubricant so that the the snail can continue to locomote across the surface that's pretty good i don't think you need a whole lot more than that and i like it these things they're hydrogels they they contain ions and sugars and 70 proteins about one-third of the proteins in snail mucus have no resemblance to anything else that we've studied. So that alone tells you that there's going to be people studying this for a very, very long time. Snail mucus is, of course, used in all sorts of stuff. It's a multi-billion dollar global industry in everything from wound care treatments to moisturizers, anti-aging creams, all these other sorts of things. But everybody wants to know how to use it. And then, obviously, the next point is how do we make these individual characteristics so that we can then produce them to do other things with them. It's real smart. Um, City University of New York always has looked at the next phase, the next piece. So now that we know there's three different things going on there, there'll be plenty of opportunity for people to study those and tell us more. That's pretty fun. Matter composes 31% of the total amount of matter and energy in the universe. What? Mm-hmm, that's right. This, <laughs> cos- cosmologists ask, how much matter exists? And now one international team reporting in the Astrophysical Journal has determined that 31%, okay, the rest is, in fact, dark energy. Well, you think they're going to have a lot to study? Yeah, it's going to be, if we only know what 31% of anything is, we got to figure out what the other part of the equation or part of the ratio is going to be. The cosmologists, of course, that study this is from everywhere. There might be subatomic particles in the dark that we don't have, that we haven't discovered yet. There could be other things that will cause this to break up into a larger field of information. But the idea is that we are, in fact, tracing an indirect cluster, an indirect tracer of cluster mass, I'm sorry, and they relied upon the fact that the more massive they are, the more galaxies they're likely to have. And that, as a result of that, leads them to be able to measure 
both what is and what is not there. That's some of the best ways in the world to understand things is to both understand what it is, but also what it is not. And that's what they're working on. Andrea has, uh, okay, yes, you do cover Andrea's bachelor button seeds um, that I sent. If you have yours, I hope you've planted them. If not, go ahead and do that. But um, do, do you cover the seeds? Yes, but just barely. I'm 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 in favor with with cornflowers or centoria, as this is actually called, pushing a little bit into the soil, but not covering it deeply. Well. Uh, I do want to say, Andrea, I'm hoping that your dog is enjoying the weather. <laughs> it is dog. another day like uh, a week a or two, you know, last week. Yeah. He looks uh, like he's having fun. Let that dog out. Let him, and, out. Yeah, Let him have some good have it too much I hope fun. he didn't lay down on the seedlings. That yeah, yeah, he'd be sprouting. <laughs> Look like a chia dog. Right. He might. He's pretty clever, I'll tell you. That's a smart one. What do you suppose that, that – how in the world do we figure these things out? The Ruhr University says, at what age are people the happiest? That's a really hard question, isn't it? The seemingly simple answer has been studied. Now we worked on 400 samples of other studies, 450,000-plus people that they asked. We should think you could get a pretty good opportunity of that. But what they found were – Three central components of just the quality of are you okay? You know, how's your well-being doing? Are you, in fact, happy? Life satisfaction, positive emotional states, and obviously the corollary, negative emotional states. If, you've, if you're in one, you've got to know the other exists. And at the same time, we have to balance these things because if you don't have the dark, you can't see the light. And if you're, we're not having the sadness, we're not having the joy. All right, that's just the way human beings react. If we are flat in our affect, and there are things that will cause us to be that way, such as depression and, and certain medications, we're not going to be happy because we're not experiencing enough things to give us the happy, much less the sad, because you've got to have both. And in this case, they pretty much agree with me on this one. Um, the study highlights the need to consider and also to promote subjective well-being some of these things are simply exercises where you put one thing in your mind instead of another that it can be it can work but it's also important to understand how we can maintain that and that's what they're really working on in their next piece of research is if we understand where we are and we can figure out it, it may have been in in a particular decade or it may not just depends. I have a little treat for you because you were talking about cilantro. Yes. One of my favorite songs <laughs> about cilantro. Uh -oh. I'm going to play this real quick for you. <laughs> You're going to knock me out of this chair, aren't you? I like it. El perro, el perro, es mi corazón. El gato, el gato, el gato no es bueno. Cilantro es cantante, cilantro es muy famoso. Cilantro es el hombre con el queso del diablo. I didn't even know you played guitar. <laughs> that's an American dad piece. I'll, anytime somebody says cilantro, that song pops in my head. Cilantro, 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 sí. no es bueno. No es bueno. <laughs> El gato, El es, gato no es bueno. El gato es my <laughs> See? And, uh, you know, the, ga the cat's bad, the dog's hard. The cat's bad, the dog's so, good, yeah, yeah. and the cilantro's bad. Just in case y'all don't speak Spanish, we, we can translate that for and you. It says, and uh, cilantro is a singer. Cilantro is cantada. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, I didn't mean There's to break lot, your train no, no, of thought. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. We're we're rolling up to the end of the morning, and it has just been delicious. I appreciate y'all so very much. Sometimes life doesn't go the way you want it to. Sometimes life just takes you with it. And I got to say, when I landed here this morning, I was not near as well off as I am now, and that's all thanks to y'all. There's an awful lot of uh, things to do in the garden, things to think about. I got one more request for you. If you want to do this for me this week, sit down. Look at it. Smile. Appreciate yourself. As Kurt Vonnegut says, figure out when you're happy and notice it. <laughs> it, could, it could make a lot of difference in things. And by the way, love somebody on purpose. I think that's an important thing, too. Stick around for really what's coming next, which is our one and only wonderful, amazing handyman. Y'all know him, don't you? I hope so. But come back here next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communications. I'm Mike McCormick, president of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. It's harvest time for our farmers all across Mississippi, and that means you might come face-to-face with slow-moving equipment like tractors, combines, and cotton pickers on our rural roads and bridges. So for the safety of you and our farmers, please slow down, be patient, don't text and drive, and give our farmers the space they need. Just like you, Mississippi farmers want to do their job and return safely to their loved ones. Thank you from your friends at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, and even lighting. Propane. Such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? Green. <sighs> The new degree of comfort. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at esisupply.net. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.